everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Huskies on Tap. This will be a podcast about the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Ethan Wiles, first and foremost, and then we have a very special guest for our listeners today. Ethan, how you doing today, brother? Uh, I'm good. I'm ready to start this journey with you. Uh, we've done a pretty good job over uh with the irish on tap brand so if you're new to this check that out um but looking forward to to break some ground here on our campus of northern illinois and dekalb uh and i'm ready to get started with a great guest so i'll introduce him yeah absolutely so husky fans today we have with us this is a name that everybody knows out here in dekalb we are joined by a man who is a solo tackle machine, a hard-hitting safety with elite range hailing from Indianapolis, Indiana. This Husky recorded a tackle in 38 of his 39 career games, and he has begun his training down in Florida for the 2020 NFL Draft. Huskies on tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you McKelty Williams. Oh, man, that was, a, that was a great introduction, man. I'm just here in Florida grinding, man. I thank you guys for having me, and I look forward to, you know, um, speaking about everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the guys that pops out on tape every time, well, I wouldn't say tape for us because we're at every game, but when we watch the replay, we do, you know, the all 22, we look back, you're all over the field, you're making solo tackles, helping everyone out on the team, causing turnovers. And one of the things that I noticed when I did my research on you as far as, because, you know, here at Northern Illinois, we do schedule a relatively tough non-conference schedule year in and year out. You guys are going down Definitely. and playing Florida State, playing Nebraska, you're playing good teams. And in every Definitely. single one of those games, you did not bat an eye. I would go out on a limb and say at the top, if not the leading tackler in all of those games, key plays, turnovers. Your career here in DeKalb has been a great one. And, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what we have you know, here on, you know, on the next horizon going into the NFL. So, you know, with that being said, you come to DeKalb out of Indianapolis, Indiana. You attended Warren Central High School, but DeKalb was not always the destination for you. So originally you attended Notre Dame and then, you know, eventually transferred out to Iowa Western. But what ultimately made you decide that Notre Dame wasn't the place for you to be at? And you figured, you know, maybe I can go play at a JUCO for one year, get another year of tape and then go do what I do at a different school. You know, I think for me, it was just all about, you know, fit. Um, I love the guys that I went to Notre Dame with and I love the guys that I came in with. Um, but I think personally for me, it was just all about the fit and um, where I could see myself just developing and growing into the player I am today and just growing into the man I am today. And I felt like um, that would be better for me elsewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, that first opportunity came at Iowa Western. So, you know, now I'm not familiar with Iowa Western. Is that that's a JUCO, correct? It is a JUCO. Okay, so you went down for a JUCO year, and that's because, you know, the NCAA transfer portal is a weird, weird set of rules. You see some guys get the ability to transfer out to a school right away and play. Some people got to sit out. But you went down there, and you had an all-conference year. You balled out. And, you know, similar to your original recruitment, which, you know, coming out of Indiana, you were on the Class 6A All-State team by the Associated Press. 
you were top 50 all state, both as a junior and a senior in 13 and 14. And you, you know, you had 85 tackles and seven interceptions your senior year. So you were a highly touted recruit coming out of Indianapolis. I got to ask you, was NIU in your original recruitment? No, honestly, NIU was not in my original recruitment. Um, I don't, I think they they might've recruited me just a little bit, you know, and and then kind of backed away because they seen uh, bigger schools offering me. So I think they kind of just took the back seat and was like, well, you're getting bigger offers. And, um, they didn't recruit me as hard uh, coming out of high school. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that, and, you know, with us being here at Northern, it's one of the, we'll call it one of the power five of the group of five schools. You look at the numbers, you know, over the last 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you were also on the Husky All-Decade team. Uh, yes, I was. See, so there we go. It was a quality decade here, you know, 2010 to 2019, and this NIU team is always very competitive, and they schedule above what, you know, not to throw anybody else in the MAC under the bus, but they schedule a tough non-conference and i want you to i want you to speak to the importance of betting on yourself you know at a junior college knowing hey i can do this this team that i originally signed with may not be the perfect fit for me but there's someone else out there i just got to get that tape to them um you know i think it just it comes with you know my faith in god and my faith in um you know the people that support me they keep me going um especially my family and everyone that's always had my back so i think that i mean that really led the way for me um to just go out there and showcase my ability to um all the schools around the country and niu uh certainly where i landed well what was it like for you just to to go from that you know bigger campus feel from notre dame to Mm -hmm. a juco and then and back to uh you know a division one football program what's that like for you just uh the the transition process you know it was very humbling you know uh i got to see a a lot of different sides of football a lot of different um backgrounds and cultures i got to meet a lot of great people um and some of my best friends are even from my juco some of my best friends are still from Notre Dame. i met a lot of great people man and it's it it was a blessing to go through that journey and uh it gives me a great perspective on everything and i i really appreciate the uh, process yeah we just talked to uh tony jones jr last night from notre dame he did mention uh your Mm -hmm. name as one of the ones that uh stood out in your time at notre dame so uh what really Mm -hmm. stood out to you um you know looking after from iowa um what really stood out to you about northern illinois what made you want to come here um you know, from the football aspect to uh, just the campus life? You know, I think that the coaching staff that they had uh, speaking um, of, of Coach Carey uh, was a great staff. Um, Coach Kane, um, he was a great defensive coordinator. I mean, that the staff there was unbelievable when I visited and I, I came to NIU. Um, it, was a, it was a great feeling, and it felt like home, and it just felt great. It felt like a great fit for me. And I just – I took the opportunity, and I never looked back. I just kept grinding and, you know, kept going. So, um, God has a reason for everything, and it, it was a beautiful thing being at NIU. Yeah, and a lot of people, they don't – you know, some people think of, you know, it's a max school, it's not Power 5, but DeKalb, in and of its own, it has that small-town feel. I know this year we were a little down in attendance – I could blame a little bit of that on the weather, but you know, you know, when the Huskies are good and when everything's roaring, like for example, last season, you know, everything seems great in DeKalb business is booming as usual. And, you know, me and Ethan, we're, we're currently senior, or I'm a senior, he's a junior, and this is our first real semester living out there. And, and, you know, I can't complain on game day. I love going out to the games. It's a, you know, it's quality, quality entertainment for the afternoon. And you guys always put on a show regardless of who you're playing. So, 
it's great to be able to have that so close to home. And like you said, it's like you've been to all these big schools, but NIU just feels like home to you. So aside from the coaching staff and, you know, being able to get you to DeKalb, what what have you liked the most about DeKalb since you've been here, NIU as a whole? Uh, the thing that I love the most is just the people in general. Uh, it, since I, like, my first day there, um, it was just great, you know, being around the guys and then just being around the um, the advisors from, like, our teaching staff and everything, you know, everybody that helps us around the Jordan. Um, I think that that is re- really what stood out to me about NIU. It's just a lot of great people, and it, it's amazing that, um, I had the opportunity to um, come across all those great people and just be a part of something special there, man, because, you know, a lot of people don't really get that opportunity, and I'm thankful that I did. Me and uh, Ethan are both very there. thankful that you were able to get over here, too. Absolutely. While we're on the topic of DeKalb, I got to ask your thoughts on uh, Fatty's food. Fatty's food is amazing, honestly. I mean, I, there's, there's been so many times where I just <laughs> – I would call and order my food and get a um, fajita chicken wrap. That's probably one of the best chicken wraps I've ever had in my entire life. So I, I definitely got to get back there sometime when I uh, go back for pro day. So. We got to shout out our local fatties. We're right across the street from the great great food. McKelty uh, approved. So uh, everyone out here in the McKelty. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone knows a fatties out here. But it's, uh, yeah, it's if, you don't, know what, if so. you don't know what fatties is, you're not living in DeKalb, honestly. But on no, the yeah. topic... <laughs> on the topic of food in DeKalb, what is your favorite, I'll say meal in DeKalb or favorite place to get food at? That's tough. Um, that's a toss up for me. It would be either Los Rancheros or um, Fushiyama. Uh, I think those Fushiyama, are the probably underrated. Yeah, very underrated, but so good. And I think that, uh, you know, I think both places have really good food and I spent a lot of money um at each spot so i think those are my two the one card doesn't work there no the one card didn't work there but um i wish it did because i would definitely be spending a lot of time there if, it, if my one card worked there <laughs> did you have any uh post-game hangout spots with any of the boys or you just guys go back to uh back to the dorms back to the housing uh i usually you know for me i kind of went back to the house and just kind of relaxed you know chilled out for a little bit uh, I have some guys over, and we will actually. I literally I'll record the game, and then I'll just chill, sit around and watch the game like three times before I went to bed that night. So so I could be ready for film in the morning. A notable football guy, McKelty Williams. You already know once you get into the film room, you know when Coach Hammock's gonna be like, "All right, well you did this, that, and you know you may have thought you played a perfect game, but when you watch the film." Everything pops out, and you already know the film room is going to be lit that day. You know, definitely. And I, and I, you know, what's crazy is uh, I don't think I've, I've played a perfect game yet. You know, um, I've probably been close, but no game that I've played thus far has been perfect. So it's still a lot, like so much room for growth. And that's what I love about this process. I think the thing that stands out most when I, when I watch you play is the passion, and you're just always around the football. I actually had uh, press passes for the Western Michigan game. So me being the football guy that I am, I was watching it from the sideline and that, you know, that fumble recovery just to be around the ball when Dylan Thomas creates that fumble to seal the deal, walk you guys off, send the seniors off the right way. It's like every single time there's a big play, I can count on, you know, a couple of guys being in that area. McKelty Williams, Trayshawn Foster, and, you know, that right. linebacking core was extremely resilient this year. They had a lot of injuries and yeah. you saw a lot of guys step up 
Ratton was, you know, he was a walk-on and he was able to obtain a scholarship at the end of the season. You know, Coach Coach Hammock has spoke to the volumes of just the way the defense has answered the call this year. And, and I'm going to go out and say it. I mean, you're one of the four captains that, you know, you, you know, I know they alternate captains for coin tosses week in and week out which I think is a cool thing to do. But having, you know, you being that quarterback on the defense, you definitely saw a a vast improvement. And I I don't usually get into the PFF ratings, but I believe you had a very high score for this season. Um, You know, I really, I don't pay too much attention to all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, this year um, we showed – you know, really glimpses of how good we really could be. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate that I couldn't be with some of the guys that came in um, that played a part this year. Um, they're going to be very special this next coming year. Um, but I think that, you know, it just – it shows how much, you know, how much work we put in, you know, day in and day out. And um, just how hard we work as a unit. You know, I think it's important that we always communicated and, you know, you know understood – each other and how we played off each other, you know, and just to attest to that last play um, that I got the fumble recovery, you you see a guy um, and Dylan Thomas, you know, just make a play. And I think that, you know, that's that's one of the guys that you can count on that's going to be making plays at NIU for a while. Um, he's going to be really good. He's, he's very talented. And I think once he um, continues to, to grow and, you know, learn the game more, he's going to be a special player for him. And, you know, shout out to all our, our linebackers, man. I, I can't – honestly, I, I'm really excited to watch two, three, and four play. I mean, two, two, and three, actually. Four is out. But uh, two and three, man, they, they're, they're very, very special. And uh, I, I just can't wait to watch them lead, man, because I know they know what it takes. They understand the game and they understand, you know, how what it takes to, you know, be the best in the MAC and what it takes to, you know, be one of the best players in the MAC. So I think that um, it's going to be an exciting year coming up for them. So I know they're grinding. They're going to be grinding, you know, throughout spring ball and stuff like that. So it's going to be an exciting year. And I think Husky fans have a lot to look forward to. Yeah, you touched on last year a little bit. Um, what do you think was the biggest, I'd say, struggle? Uh, obviously, you bring in uh, a new coach, a new system. Um, you know, right. you bring in a, a transfer quarterback and Ross Bowers as well. Uh, you're Definitely. coming off a MAC championship. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of high expectations with a new coach in uh, a year that really didn't go well for the Huskies. Um, you know, right. what, what what would you say? What was the biggest struggle this year? You know, I think the thing is, it's just uh, it was we had a new staff, and hats off to Coach Hammock and his staff. They do a great job. Um, so I think it's just it's just one of those things where you're still we have a lot we had a lot of seniors and everybody's still getting to know each other you know learning how things are and learning how um some systems work um and just understanding you know okay this is what my coach is thinking in this situation and this how I should react if I see this certain um formation or just little things like that and just a chemistry you know I think you know a lot of people coming off a max championship a lot of people had a high expectations but you know when we get a new coaching staff you know it doesn't happen overnight and it's going it's going it may take some growing pains you know to get to where we want to be but I'm certainly I believe 100% that coach Hammond is going to get it back to where NIU is a dominant football team and we were honestly we had the pieces and everything this year to be a dominant football team it was just tough to you know adjust to a new staff so quickly and I think you know this year they have a full year with the team and it's gonna it's gonna be a great I mean Husky fans really really have a lot to look forward to man and it's, it's gonna be an exciting year Coach 
him as a deciding coach, you know, and, you know, y'all, y'all probably don't understand it or get get to know him yet. So um, when you do, you'll, you'll understand and you'll see, you know. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we I, I was able to ask him in the press conference, being able to win that last game. And while, you know, in a season where, you know, you're going into the last week, you got to send the seniors off right. It was a great senior night presentation, all that stuff. And it just, fe- you know, the feeling in DeKalb that last night just felt like, you know, Huskies are going to win. It just felt great. And my thing with Hammock is with him being a former Husky himself, he takes like a different pride in it being an alma mater. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to agree with you. I'm excited. He, he definitely brought in a lot of, you know, high quality recruits into DeKalb for this upcoming season. And he's, huge in the transfer portal that I, I did just see today that they brought in a quarterback from Houston Baptist um to compete for the job yeah. next year so you know there was some subtraction yeah. some additions yeah and that's the thing man coach Hammond's all about competition you know he doesn't he doesn't want anybody to feel comfortable so you can push you know the guy in front of you or there's, there's nobody that's really safe and I love that about coach Hammond because it makes everyone around everyone around on the team better you know it's, 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 it's a competitive atmosphere and I love it yeah and that's the thing you need to have on a football team Team because at the end of the day, uh, we speak to the volume of this. As a football team, everyone has their one of one, their one job. And if the you know everyone's doing their one of one, you have eleven people working together, and that's a badass unit. And a lot of times, right. you see people trying to play hero ball, do too much. It be, you know, and and sometimes it happens. People do it all the time. But you know, just being able to stay focused, control what you can control on that specific play, and just do your job, and hope that, and have the trust in your brother aside you to you know go out and make that play is something that you know is un matched in football and I think you know especially with the guys that you had in the secondary this year that was a you know that was a quality unit you know guys like yourself Dylan Thomas Treshawn Foster Jalen McKee you guys were flying around making plays all year long and you know even when you get guys like Traquan Smith and some of the backups in there they're making the same type of plays I gotta ask you on the topic of Mr. Thomas where do you think he'll line up at next year? Honestly, man, I think that he'll he'll line up at corner. He'll line up at safety. He'll line up wherever you ask him to play. He's a talented kid. Um, he has a lot of potential. Um, so you, you, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him all over. But uh, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be special, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good player. Yeah, and that's one thing too. It's like if you can play multiple positions. We speak a lot on our NFL podcast about having the ability to be able to play on special teams. A lot of people don't Definitely. value it during their college years. But if you can get, you know, say you end up being a gunner or someone that runs down on kickoff, that could be your in and the team will see your work ethic. They'll see that, hey, you want to be here. This is what you want to do with your life. And eventually, you know, someone goes down next man up. You get your shot in the secondary and the rest is written in history. So it's one of those things where and you, you did you did a lot of special teams. this year. I did. I did a lot of punt this year and punt was my punt. Yeah, I did a lot of punt and I loved it. I mean, it's just one of those things that you have to do in football, man. And if you take pride in that, I think it'll make you a much better player. That was one thing I was always told too when I played, when I played football, uh, I was on the kickoff team for a year and they said the same thing. I mean, you, you set the tone right away. I mean, if you lose the toss or they want the ball first, I mean, you're setting the tone every time. And, um, you know, being in uh, the fatties, being in the fatties end zone village for a lot of those games. I mean, you know, you saw a lot of those Husky 
he's fly down on kickoff, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a huge pride to uh, to be on the special teams unit. Definitely. Yeah, and you brought up, you know, the Fatty's Lodge. That is a quality place to take in the game. Right there in the end zone, close enough for players on other teams to be able to talk shit to you. We won't say any names, but go Huskies. Um, <laughs> on the topic, <laughs> right. on the topic, on the topic of the Huskies. Uh, would you have any words of advice to future and current recruits, people that are just getting to campus now, going to be playing under hammock here for, you know, the next few years? Um, I think that every every recruit uh, should come in and, you know, put their head down and just get to work. Um, you know, focus on everything that every, – every detail that Coach Hammock or all the other coaches tell you, listen to it, take it with stride, and, and just attack everything that you do all, all on and off the field as far as, you know, from schoolwork to anything in the community community and, and just workouts and stuff like that i mean it's a grind but once you once you adjust to it and you get in in a routine um it, it, it'll go so much smoother for you and you know don't take the little things for granted always appreciate everything and everyone around you because um one day you know you won't have those opportunities and it goes fast so you just have to appreciate it you know uh, enjoy the moment and have fun yeah and that's and that's a great way to you know get to that next group of guys because like you said you know there was a big senior class this year there's going to be a lot of turnover it's going to be a little bit of a younger team people are going to have to step up and you see you know a lot of times you know for example last year true freshman Michael Love stepping up in his moment late in the season to make plays and you know again seal a victory for you guys there late in the season um I did let this slip my mind on the topic of fatties but can we expect a McKelty Williams jersey hanging in fatties when it's all said and done for sure, for sure, there'll definitely be a jersey and fatty for me. I, I, I actually, I want to, I want to have a, a, a special burger or something, or like a, a, a rap myself, the McKelty rap or something like that. But that would be special, man. I would love to do something like that. But um, who knows? Yeah, wishful thinking. I think the Kelty rap can probably be worked out. And you know, you're right there. You know, on the, you're beating on the door. You got the draft coming up in a few months. You already started your training. Do you have any plans to train with uh, any? former or current Huskies in the offseason uh, getting ready for the draft? Uh, I'm not training with anybody from our team. Um, I, I'm the only NIU guy here. So um, it's, it's been nice. It's been lovely. Um, I'm enjoying the process and just taking it day by day. Is there any team that really excites you the most about, you know, going to the NFL? I, I guess the question should be, um, you know, is there any team that, you know, you're looking forward to maybe calling your name on draft night? Um, Honestly, I'll, I, I'll just be happy and blessed to hear my name called by any 32 of the teams, um, it would just be a great feeling and see that my hard work paid off, um, you know, but, you know, there's not any special team that I would just be like, oh, I'm dying to get there, you know. I'm dying to get anywhere, so um, I'll, I'll be excited for that. Who is your Who is your favorite NFL team? All 32 of them. <laughs> I love that answer. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. That's a great answer. You can't win. You can't win, you can't lose, and at the end of the year, you'll always have a, uh, a Super Bowl championship. So, I mean, every time. I, I can't hold say, you for that. Kelty, we're just preparing you for the tough questions that they throw at you in the draft process. I feel like we're pretty easy going here. How about your favorite player? Honestly, my favorite player, uh, ooh, my favorite player right now, ooh, that's a great question, Kevin Byer from the Tennessee Titans. You watch him. Um, I love watching him play, you know, the safety position, obviously. Um, he, he's a really good player. Um, I, would, I would definitely um, like to model my game after his. And, you know, he's a, he's a really good player. He stands out. 
Yeah, and I was going to say it's it's a name that not too many people know, but I also do love his game. And he, year right. in and year out, is getting all pro, pro bowls. You watch his tape. He's quiet. He does his thing, and he does it the right way. I think, you know, a lot of times people get caught up in DBs and wide receivers and the skill position players, you know, walking like they talk it and, you know, vice versa. Right. But one of the things right. that you see is his ability to just go out knock a man in the mouth and go back to the huddle like it's nothing like that that's what he does exactly. you know so and, 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 and it's just part of his routine you know it's, it's what he does so you you said that correctly can we get a preview on a madden rating for you next year Ooh, you know I, I don't know what they'll give me but yeah I, you know with the rookies you know how they are with the rookies so i'm not sure what they'll give me i need I, yes I'm sir hoping, you know for Elisa, you know, eighty-five, eh, maybe. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know, man. But um, as yeah, long as that speed like, is accurate, I, right? I, that speed's got to be up, yeah. Yeah, no, the speed hit is power. definitely gonna be up. Hit power. If the tackle, if the tackle's not like above ninety, I'm gonna be pissed myself. The tackle needs to be I would, above. 90. I would too, but you know what? It it would be a blessing just to be on the game. I, I would just enjoy watching myself run around on the video game. That would be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you? All right, can we get can we get a preemptive forty time? Oh, I can't. I'm not going to speak on that. I'm going to just let it happen. Uh, Love it. Love it. Love it. it. Hey, and the thing is, the thing is, too, is like you're a box safety. You can play in the coverage game. You you know, we've seen it all from you. So I we told Tony the other day on Irish on tap. It's like what you've done over, you know, tackle in 38 of 39 games. You had over 88. I think you had 88 tackles this year, around 75 last year, two time. All, all second team in the MAC, a MAC champion, you know, your resume speaks for itself. And I feel like too many times people get caught up in the, uh, you know, the Shafters, the mock drafts, they get caught up in the McShays and all that stuff. And I think, Definitely. you know, what you've been able Definitely. to put on tape over the last three years is impressive. And whoever ends up, you know, selecting you is going to have a very good safety on their hands. You know, I, I just can't, I can't wait to, you know, really just put it out there, showcase all of my abilities and just, you know, uh, get in, get it, get somewhere and, um, you know, get straight to work. Um, I, I, I'm excited just to, you know, show, show the world, you know, what McKelty Williams is about and, um, the kind of player that I really am. Yeah. And your story and your journey too, is a resilient one. I mean, if you just look at all the different stops, there was a stop at Notre Dame, Iowa Western. I, you know, when I looked up at your recruitment, it also looked like you had spent a little bit of time at Syracuse as well. Was that true? Or was it just uh, recruiting? Uh, Just recruiting. Just recruiting. Okay. Yeah. I looked at the recruiting on you and I was like, Oh my God, he must've got a flyer from everybody. But yeah, being no, a kid they, from Indianapolis. I mean, both, recru- both recruiting processes were crazy, but um, I'm glad I landed in Northern Illinois. Can you speak to the ability of being able to go down to the JUCO? Like, how were you able to make your way back to the Power Fives? Were you working with, you know, was, like, your dad helping you out, or did you just do that all on your own? Because I always see a lot of guys on Twitter and stuff like that, you know, posting their – their highlight tapes and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I don't have any connections in the college football world as far as recruiting goes, but maybe, you know, one of our listeners somewhere down the road will hear this and they'll be able to help themselves out in a future situation. You know, honestly, it was um, one of my favorite 
personally one of my favorite coaches I've ever had in my entire life. Um, you know, my family helped me with the process, but, you know, the coach that always helped me and, you know, got me through everything, it was uh, Steve Tutsi, Coach Tutsi. Um, he, he coached at Warren Central for a long time. He um, coached at Warren Central. He's, he's, he's a defensive guru, uh, if you would say. And, you know, he's helped me tremendously in my all every every process that I've ever ever uh, had to endeavor. He's always been there by my side and helped me, you know, get to the, this point that I am today. And um, he's a he's a great coach, man. Even better person. Um, and he, he he looks out for his guys all the time. Yeah, and that's the one thing that you really you want to hear about coaches, whether it's in the high school rank, the college rank, or the NFL. It's like these coaches spend so much time one on their job, and then so much time with all of the players and the people associated with the organization. It only makes sense to have good relationships with those people and to make sure that you're able to, you know, count on each other. And that's that's one thing you see when, you know, especially in the pro ranks, I feel like college football is one of the last, you know, I would say pure things in all of sports because, you know, you come in as an 18-year-old kid, you've worked, you know, maybe eight, nine, ten years just to be able to get onto that, D, you know, whether it's D1, D2, D3, to get to that school. And then you're basically uplifted from your house. It's a completely new situation to you. You're living, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know how far Indianapolis is from DeKalb, but, you know, it's not like you can just hop back in the car and go home. So it's, you know, they're essentially taking the role of your parents and they help mold you into, you know, a great young man. And whether it was Coach Carey or Coach Hammock, having those coaches be someone that you can lean on only helps you guys out that much more. And I also saw um, here in the in the draft process that you did sign with an agent as well. So that's, you know, not necessarily a coach, but, you know, when you leave, when you leave school, coaches can only help you out with so much in the school. You know, they throw the pro day. If you're selected to go to the combine or you have other draft workouts, you know, it's stuff that agents and you have to work out on your own. So it's good to know that you have the right people in your corner. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're chasing your dream here with the NFL draft coming up. And, you know, it's January 7th now when we're recording this should be out by the end of the week. But, you know, three months and count. Um, and the combine's in your backyard, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, so, right there. So I think, you know, seeing, seeing a quality performance here on Pro Day on top of your tape and presumably at the combine, it's like, what, you know, what, what are we doing here? Let's, let's go ahead and scoop them up. What are we waiting on? I wanted to, I wanted right. to touch on something too. You were, you were talking about your, your high school days, your high school coaches, stuff like that. You come from a pretty competitive area in terms of Indiana high school football teams like Warren Central, like you attended. Uh, you got teams like Carmel, your Avon, Center Grove, teams like that as well. Uh, and a lot of talent have come out of those Indiana high schools who I know fairly well of the Indiana schools down there. Uh, so you being another product of, of the Indianapolis area, touch on what that high school football level of competitiveness, how that set you up for, for college? You know, I think that uh, our conference, the mix, um, is very competitive. You know, you know, week in and week out, we're going to play a good game. We're going to play uh, a quality opponent every week. And um, I think that it helped mold me and uh, it helped me to always be on my toes and be ready for competition because it's everywhere. Um, I think that, you know, having that competition um, helped, it, helped me in college, you know, just to, just to compete all the time. And so I think it played a huge role in my uh, 
uh, adjustment uh, to college. Now, I'm jealous of some of those facilities that some of those high schools down there have. I mean, I've seen I've seen the Center Grove. I've seen Warren Central facilities as well. And those are some really nice facilities. So I'm uh, very jealous to see what you got to grow up and, and how you got to grow up <laughs> in that high school football mold because we did, definitely did not have that. We didn't have a ball weight room. We had a school <laughs> weight room that the football team In the wrestling room, yeah. School. Yeah, so, then, uh, you know, it's cool to see. So uh, it, it's good to see a product like you come out of a, a, a very well-known school in Indianapolis and uh, represent that area well. So Yeah, Thank and, you, and I'm going to go out and say, I'm gonna go out and say it too. It's like you've been playing competitive football all your life. You know, Ethan brought up the point of other quality high schools preparing you for college. You've played, you didn't, you didn't get on the field for Notre Dame. You played a phenomenal season over there at Iowa Western and one would argue one of the best safeties in Husky history. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie. It's, it's eye-opening looking at, you know, the double-digit tackle games. You know, the, you know, last year you were tied in for first in pass breakups. You're all over the field and it's, it's going to be great to see your journey come to fruition, you know, this April and, you know, you ultimately get into an NFL camp. I got to ask you, who was the most talented player that you played alongside at Northern Illinois? Oh, that's, that's a, that's a tough question, man. Cause I played with them. Can I do three guys that really stood out to me? Cause like, I have we'll go, yeah, guys. we'll go top three. I love the top safe three. answers. You, I love them. I love the safe answers. Cause I, it's, it's it gets tough. That I, it's so, it's so hard, man. But, uh, the top three guys I played with would obviously be Sutton Smith. I mean, his, he was tremendous. Um, he made my job a lot easier, you know, getting after the quarterback, stuff like that. And, um, JJ Jawan Johnson, I mean, he, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal, um, linebacker. Um, and then, you know, Shawan Lurie, I think he, he was just, he was a guy that made plays and you could see it every time he got on the field. And he was just, he was just one of those guys that, you know, you knew, you knew something exciting was going to happen when both of those guys were on the field. So it, it was just cool playing alongside all three of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Sutton Smith, you know, strutting around with, I, I'll say a jersey size too small, or maybe he's just that swole. One of the guys that got picked <laughs> up last year in the in the draft, as well as Max Sharping, who is out there uh, protecting Deshaun Watson as he was evading any and everyone this past weekend. And it's great to see you got other Huskies like uh, Jimmy Ward over there in San Francisco who will be playing this weekend. And it's great to see that, you know, this little small school here in DeKalb has such a, you know, a history with putting football players in the NFL. And you see all the jerseys at Fatties. Obviously, that's more of a new tradition, but I can expect a couple more jerseys to be put up there after this season and in the coming years. I got to ask you, though, one more, you know, team topic. Who is your best friend on the team? We can go top three, too, because I don't want because I know I know the DB, the DB room is very tight, so I don't want to step on anyone's toes with that one. Yeah, no, I think, like, for me, like, it's, it's really separate um, thing. Uh, so you got safety game. I love safety game. Like, those are my guys. Bird, Chayshon, Trey Kwan, um, all those guys. Those are my guys. They embraced me and brought me in. But I would say, honestly, like, my best friends would be um, Kyle and Marcus. And, like, those are my guys. Like, it's just, like, from day one, you know, they, they've been my guys. They're just, they're, like, my best friends. Literally, so yeah, and you speak to the importance of them being able to accept you. You know, you're a transfer student, <clears throat> you're obviously coming in to, to compete and potentially take someone's job. So it's you know, in college, it's tough. And you see, you know, a lot of players transfer, and you saw it, you know, this year with guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, all these guys transferring over, you know, not being in the right fit or situation for them. And you know, I'll go ahead and beat the drum until, until it's completely broken, but you could, you know, you can put your season up there with them 
system, you had a quality season. It may not have been on the big stage, but again, 85 tackles speaks for or 88 tackles. I cannot, yeah, I missed three. That's on my bad. But 88 plus tackles, it's, you know, a second team all Mac. I would, you know, make the argument that you could be first and you're getting ready to go into the NFL draft. So it's, it's really great to see someone who has the ability to, you know, when you're knocked down, get back up and keep fighting. And it's like, I, whether it's Iowa Western, Notre Dame, Northern Illinois, you've been able to make friends that, you know, relationships that are going to last you for the rest of your life. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have, you know, people here in DeKalb that, like I said, it's, it's relationships that you'll have for the rest of your life. I got to ask you here before we wrap things up, are you working with any charitable causes? Not yet, but um, I definitely want to, and I'm open to, you know, anything that would help provide for a charity. I would, I would love to be a part of that. And um, I'm looking forward to all the future endeavors that I'll have given back because I think that's that's one of the biggest things for me is just having the opportunity to give back like kids that are like me and that are in my situation or in my shoes or in my situation. So um, I'm excited to be a part of that and, you know, just give back. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, too. It's like you're given this platform with football to have such a far reach and to be able to inspire a lot of people. And, you know, I fully expect you to do so at the next level, whether it's giving back to some of the youth programs or the high schools. But do you have any, you know, personal projects, stuff that you work on in your free time, um, you know, clothing line, anything like that that you do? Um, I'm actually, uh, I have a, a book that I'm actually, you know, I'm working on, but it's not, it's not fully finished. Um, so I'm, I'm working on, I got, I got some cooking as far as the book. So, uh, don't quote me on that. So it's all good. Uh, it's on, I, it's not on live there, but this will drop. So <laughs> we'll, right, we won't, we won't, we right. won't quote you on it, but I mean, I, I look forward to seeing that, but is it going to be like an autobiography or what type of book are you trying to write? Yeah, it'll, it'll be something like that. It'll be something like that. You know, just the, just a process and a journey. Hey, like I said, it's called to fruition and that's that's interesting too because you know i you know i i myself would also at the end of the day when it's all said and done when my story is written would like to be able to do the same and you know you have a very unique story and a you know a story that you know you can't i'll go out and say you can't finish the book because the story's not done you can't finish the book yet man there's some more chapters out there some more chapters i was gonna say this might be like (laughs) it's gonna be like a 15 20 year project and then you know what we got mckelty Williams in the media world, maybe call games, maybe you do right. some coaching. I mean, oh my goodness, yeah. Definitely. I, I, w- I would love to, you know, be a part of that, you know, after my career and after I'm done playing. That would be a great opportunity for me. That's always, you know, kind of what I wanted to do, you know, so that, that would be cool. Yeah, and, and that's a unique situation, too, and then also at the end of the day, you wrote it. You're the one who's eventually going to put it on the market, so you bring home all the bacon for that, and, you know, one thing that as you're, as you're leaving, college football players all of a sudden are starting to be able to get money which is something that Ethan and I have that yeah we we feel like come on we you know we're alongside you guys in class I remember actually I think it was the week that you guys played Toledo I had a couple football players in my class and it was like an early 820 class I was like why are you guys here you guys just came back from a Wednesday night game like how is this possible So you guys, yeah, one question, too, that I want to ask as well is with the Wednesday and Thursday night action, how hectic is that with, with homework and with class scheduling and all that? How crazy is that? 
I think it, it just plays a part in um, just your time management because you know you have a game coming up on Wednesday or Thursday, so you have to kind of get ahead in all your classes so that, like, on Wednesday and Thursday, you can just kind of relax and be focused on the game so you're not scrambling, you know, to do a lot of work. So I think it just comes with a lot of um, time management skills and, you know, getting stuff done before um, the due dates. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, you know, as far as having that type of schedule, it's something that, you know, college, you know, maybe the basketball team deals more with with a little bit of a different schedule but football it's like you see some teams play Thursday maybe Friday night but we you know I'll, I'll go out and say it I love the Wednesday and the Thursday night match and it's it's great it's around that time of the year where you're trying to basically get a football game in a day it's like around Thanksgiving before Christmas it's it's amazing so I love it Ethan do you got anything else for our listeners here today oh I just wanted to thank McKelty for coming on man uh you know your your story uh is touching uh, you hear it a lot but you know, as as a, a fellow Husky here, we're we're all rooting for you to to make it in the league, make it uh successful, um, you know, stay healthy, all that. So um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you grind the next couple months here and into the draft. Thank you so much, man, for having me. I appreciate you guys taking out the time um to reach out to me and, you know, make this happen. Um I'm very appreciative. And um, you know, Husky Nation, uh, it's been great. I love Husky Nation. I'll always be a Husky and um I can't wait to see what the future holds for all the Huskies and uh, it'll it'll be it'll be an exciting time. Yeah, and it's it's right here on the horizon. You know, your senior year is in the books, final tape is done, getting prepared here for the NFL combine, the pro day, the NFL draft. And I think you got a great shot at having an opportunity to go out and show the world who McKelty Williams really is. And I got to personally thank you man this is our first episode here this is the pilot episode of huskies on tap and it only helps us out that much more that you were able to join us today so i got to thank you uh, it was a great episode we dove into a lot of things mckelty said you know he's training down there in florida he's getting ready only husky down there but you can count on him back here in dekalb for his pro day i will be out there covering it actually got the i don't have the press pass yet because we don't have the date but i'll get out there maybe right. we'll get a little post post pro day uh, interview with McKelty, but it, you know, with this being the first episode, it was very important to us that you know we were able to get you know it's a down season. We don't you know we got a new quarterback today. We got some recruiting going on, but we want to bring you the stories of the Huskies of the past, the present, the future, all that. We don't want just the post game pressures. We dive a little bit more into it today, and you know future episodes because we want you guys to get to know these Huskies on and off the field. But I can go until I'm blue in the face. This was a quality episode of Huskies on presented to you by the ONTAP Sportsnet. Be on the lookout for future interviews like this in the coming weeks with other Huskies. I got nothing else for you today. Ethan, you got anything else for our listeners? Go Huskies, baby. Hey, we're, we're, we're working on, yeah, we're working on this, but you know, we're, we're, we're going to say it. Go Huskies. Get out there. We're going to have a Twitter account for you guys to follow. It'll probably be Huskies on tap. We will be following, you know, guys like McKelty Williams, Sean Foster, Spencer Tears, all your Huskies that will be looking towards getting to an NFL camp and making the best of their opportunities after leaving DeKalb. So with that being said, go Huskies.